0: Pull those belts tight, put on your helmet, and grab a gear. It's time for another high-speed episode of Race Chaser Media's Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life. Let's throw the green and send it to the hosts in the studio.
1: That would be me and, by association, the two across the table for me. But, you know, we'll get to that part in a minute. We
0: don't associate with you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) you you, you, You do for this show. Otherwise, we wouldn't have much of a show. Because I promise nobody wants to listen to me ramble for two hours. That's
2: true. You have <laughs> to be holding the talking that's, rock. That's very true.
1: L- listen, I, I I can say that about myself because I it, I'm well aware. some t- I, I'm well aware I talk too much. Anyway, this is Motorsports <laughs> Madness. Before I get way too far gone on another yes. subject. <laughs> yeah. Focus. Yeah, we're good. I'm Jacob Seelman. Too far gone. Uh, (laughs) Tom Baker is in the dark blue shirt, and Randy Miller is in the light blue shirt? Somebody didn't get the memo, because Jacob's not wearing blue. I'm not wearing... I don't have a company shirt that has blue on it yet. Well, Well, I don't work for
2: Oakley, and I'm wearing a shirt, so... Whatever. James Mellick is is behind the proverbial camera lenses and and also
1: wearing blue, so... That sounds like the start we, of a really bad joke.
3: We need it. Well, we need, what we need is we need the song Blue on Black to come back from the next break.
1: Yeah, because well, yeah. we got
4: all the blue and then one yeah, guy wearing blue black. black. Yeah. Blue yeah. on Black. Anyway, like back that. to that's, you, why, Jacob? that's why he stays <laughs> on that
2: side of the table. Well, yeah. <laughs> back to the guy in the black. He doesn't even read his memos.
1: Something like that. Anyhow, we have a lot to talk about in this show. We have an all star race that's coming up in about six days that. I'm going to rant a little bit on something that NASCAR is doing for that race that doesn't matter just because, well, it doesn't matter. And I'm going to make that point. We're also going to talk about uh, the fact that NASCAR has lots of racing in Kentucky starting tonight, as a matter of fact, as this show airs live. And we'll also talk about the schedule because there's news on the schedule that August. we need to get to. Yes, August and one really, 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 really August fun weekend in, in August. Yeah. (laughs) There's going to be a lot of people spending a lot of time in Daytona coming up uh, next month. And, uh, well, not just on the Oval. More on that in a little bit, because I'm so hyped about that. It's going to be great. I I, I know everybody's saying it's going to be a disaster, but it's going to be great. So... uh,
5: really yeah i have yes
1: i have heard people say that it's going to be a disaster but i promise it's not and i'll get to the to why coming up in just a little bit i know Melix already telling me we have to get ready to go to a break so we're going to go to a break and when we come back we'll have more motorsports madness powered by my computer career don't go anywhere back with more right after this you own a performance car and you know how to drive but you want to learn real performance driving
6: That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, rev up your career.
2: Hi, this is Ross
1: Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by Edu. training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Randy Miller, with James Mellick behind the... uh, Cameras punching buttons and, well, keeping us sounding somewhat uh, sentient here on this program. And anybody that heard Tom say oops like I did in my uh, headphones when we came back from break, I'm not sure what he did over on the other side of the table, but it wasn't my fault. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> even though they blame everything on me <laughs> oh, in, in some nothing, way it is your fault we yeah, have to figure out how, I mean, it, how that nothing
3: happens. really to talk about just carry on <laughs>
1: it's nothing our worldwide audience oh no cares about. <laughs> oh no I, d- I just had to throw something funny the wrong in button there. i my... it's okay anyhow so Before we get into the whole NASCAR schedule announcement bit, I want to make the point to add uh, that we also have a very special guest coming up in the second half of this program, somebody that I've been very fortunate to uh, get to know and be able to cover over the last year or so um, through my work with Sprint Car Midget Magazine, but uh, Cale Thomas, sprint car driver out of Indiana, who moved to Pennsylvania and then is now back in Indiana... Try, uh, follow that. It's kind of a back and forth deal. Um, but Kale is going to be joining us coming up in a little bit. He is a... <laughs> I just realized what I did. To... You had me confused <laughs> on the other side. I didn't realize. Th- 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 there was... Th- for anybody that's just listening to this, for the second you time... You could just kept going. For the with... second time in three weeks, I left the little paper hooked to the microphone. Well,
3: see, now we got to explain the whole thing. <laughs> no, so we don't.
1: We sanitized
3: the studio after every show and put a sign on every mic saying, who sanitized it and when it was sanitized, so everybody always knows that the studio is as sterile as we can make it, and Jason... or Jason, Jacob <laughs> forgot to remove his sign before
2: the show started. Are you
1: sure I'm the one that needs to be rebooted I tonight? I just
3: rebooted myself.
2: <laughs> anyway... I think you guys used way too much disinfectant in this room. Yeah, what I think is happening. You guys are getting high on life. to our special guest, <laughs> yes. please, sir.
1: No, Cale Thomas is going to be joining yes. us in a little bit. He, his story... I can't spoil the story because it It's too too good to get into all of it now, but suffice it to say that he had a crash a couple of years ago that absolutely changed the entire course of his racing career and opened up so many other opportunities. Like I said, I won't spoil it. We'll let him talk about it himself. He'll join us in the second half of this show. Uh, He had a stint racing in Pennsylvania earlier this year, has come back home to Indiana in his family car, had a really impressive run last week during Ohio Speed Week, and looking forward to having him on the show because he's... He's just got such a, you know, such a cool, so many dynamics to what he's doing with his racing that I I can't wait to be able to share that with everybody. So looking forward to that in the second half of our show. Right now, however, we are going to talk about the breaking news that took place this week because such news revolved around the August NASCAR schedule and Randy Miller. Yes, Jason. (laughs) 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 really he did it so now you had to do it fine anyway (laughs) i i I could just go to tom but i'll be nice because i really wanted to get you in first on this the cornerstone of the august nascar schedule from 14 through 16 Mm -hmm. of august we are going to daytona and not running the oval we're running on the road course how hype is this? That is the coolest thing. You know,
2: we sit here and talk about how cool it is and NASCAR is doing whatever they can. to, You know, let's just try it. Let's see what happens. And so we, now we get the Daytona, the Daytona road course thrown into everything else that we've tried this year that seemingly has worked so far. So I, I don't think you could have picked a better alternative road course to Watkins Glen. I just want to see how many drivers forget to, to you know, they're on the road course and just go barreling into turn two. Um, instead of hitting the road course the right way, because they're thinking they're running the oval instead.
1: That'd okay, cool. so yeah, turn one on the opening lap is actually going to be really entertaining, yeah. I think, yes. Tom. It's it's it, it, people it, slamming on the brakes. It, it makes you wonder how that yeah, if they'll do a line of cones or some sort of a, a tough barrier or something well, like what they, they yeah, did at Charlotte to to, uh, to try and make sure, hey, don't turn here. Yeah.
2: I'll see you on the backstretch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to
3: have to, but I think it's it's important to note here, too, that we're not just going to have a cup race on the course. The Arca Series, the Xfinity Series, the Truck Series, and the Cup Series are all running on the road course. Oh, I know.
1: Um, it's going to be awesome. And, That's what
2: I asked for when they were running Indianapolis last week. I said, why don't they just put the trucks on there, too, and run them all? But Please. Well, and the coolest
3: deal for me about this is that Sunday is a double hatter. They're running the trucks at noon and the cup cars at 3.
1: That's going to be awesome. Which is great. Plus it rains. Now... They have lights, Randy. That's true. So but, hey, hey, Bob. Does Daytona have lights? The answer is yes. Yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> um, I just i I think it's an interesting experiment. Who knows how it's? It could be a disaster. But where else were you gonna go? I mean, you. I suppose maybe you could have run the Charlotte Roval. I don't know. I don't know how. Or Road you know,
1: Atlanta. You know. Yeah. Well, but that Road Atlanta's been new Na- as well, right? NASCAR. Well, yeah. As far as you know, tracks that are already on the schedule. You know, if you want to do something different, yeah, the Daytona road course was pretty much the only one. If you wanted a road course. If you wanted a road course. So
3: I think it's a great idea. I think it's great to do it. It's great to try it. And I've I've seen people talking about, well, Florida's COVID cases are, you know, so high. Why do you want to go there? It's like they're cases, people, not sickness, cases, Um, number one. And number two nascar i mean it's it's everywhere it's our our cases are up in north carolina too but we exist here every day you know so yeah i i i think it's a great idea i mean it it was it was kind of inevitable because uh governor cuomo up in new york is determined basically just to shut down the state um that's pretty much what he's trying to do so uh, you know nothing fun nothing good nothing exciting is going to happen in new york the rest of the year um so without Watkins Glen, you had to go somewhere, and I think this is it, it's neutral ground. I think the interesting thing is it's a much higher speed roval than the Charlotte roval is. So it's going to be interesting to see how the drivers handle the difference in speed as they transition into off of the oval into um, the infield road course. Then you know than what. Uh, what they did at Charlotte. This is really going to be an interesting experiment. And if it works well, I would love nothing better than to see this on the schedule every year. Um, Two races on the oval and one on the, the road course, because I think that Daytona is basically your home track. That's NASCAR's home. Um, teams obviously are based here, but NASCAR is based in Daytona. uh, And and I don't think it's, I, I also think it's a very weather friendly kind of deal. So there's no reason why we couldn't have three races in Florida, especially if you're, Doing midweek stuff and whatever you could you could make things work like that. So what, what
2: hasn't worked this year? I mean,
1: maybe, I, it, you, it, pretty much everything. Yeah, crazy not not everything that we have tried actually, has that's worked. True. Everything has worked that's so far. True. So. yeah. By the way, can we give a shout out too before we get too far into the schedule conversation uh, about last weekend's uh, Brickyard 400 on NBC yeah. getting forty getting more than forty percent boosted in the ratings yeah. compare year over year. I thought that was but I awesome thought nobody watches
2: NASCAR anymore. NASCAR's dying.
6: <laughs> well
2: well yeah, right
3: but, uh, but again it you know that was the most watched event of the weekend, oh by the way, on T V. Um, even over the PGA tour. Over the P yes. It was the most watched sporting event No, that was a statement, but yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I yeah, was it was the making most a point. watched sporting event on T V over the weekend. I love um, it. Um but of course Pocono's ratings were, were down so not too far, not though. far, but they were down. So I mean, you know, you don't want to get cocky here. I mean, I I know why you said that, Randy, and I know. I mean, is, but it's just one of those situations where, um, again, there's not a lot of sports competition right now either. So right, you know, we just need to be thankful for what we're able to do and and be appreciative when the ratings are up and not you know, not try to make any big platitudes, nor should we, um, go off the deep end when the ratings are down, because really from from my personal, um, opinion, again, so many people have cut the cord on cable. There are tons of people watching that don't watch and won't be counted in the ratings because they're getting the content from a streaming service or whatever, where, right. You know what I mean? So, um, it's, you know, you can only put so much stock in the actual ratings themselves. I think most of the time they're higher than what the the number says. In fact, I think all the time they're higher than what the number says. Um, so you can't really, if the TV number's down a little, you, can't, you just can't assume too much, nor should you be, um, you know, overhyping it when it goes up.
2: You don't have to watch it, though. That's the thing. I right. mean, you don't you know, have to, but well, you can complain I mean, about, you can complain about it, but at the end of the day, you don't have to watch it. Right. Well, that's right. And maybe the only sport on tea mean I mean, that,
3: you know, that's, and that's the thing. It's kind of like, and it is funny because everybody complains about it, but yet, you know, we always see the next week they're talking about yep. what happened last week. So yep. at least still yep. watch.
1: We got to take a break. We'll be back with more Motorsports Madness in just a minute. Don't go anywhere.
6: or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way
3: hms motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety hms serves a majority of nascar indycar and IMSA weather tech teams as well as countless scca and club level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout north america Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert helmets, Schroep belts, Adidas suits and shoes, Olero fireproof underwear, Lifeline fire systems, and even RaceCom radio kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget.
2: Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser
1: Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life, Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Randy Miller, with Red, otherwise known as James Mellick. Uh, producing, punching buttons, helping keep all of us sane when we get totally spun off track, or sometimes spinning us off track, because that's what he does.
4: The most powerful man in the room right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that sounds about powerful. It is for true. <laughs> yeah. It really is. <laughs> he is true. He controls everything we do for the next uh, hour and 40 minutes, 41 minutes, something like that. That's correct. So... Anyhow, uh, during our last segment, we were talking about the Daytona Road Course. That is not the only thing that is part of NASCAR's August schedule block. It's just the coolest part of NASCAR's August schedule block that will also include two NASCAR Cup Series doubleheaders, one at Michigan International Speedway on August 8th and 9th, and one at Dover International Speedway on the 22nd and 23rd to get us caught up to where Daytona on the Oval at the end of August will be the final race, race 26, of the Cup Series regular season and gets them on track to start the playoffs at Darlington with the Southern 500 in September. That's good. Xfinity and trucks were still kind of a little... Not sure on as far as how they're lining up. Xfinity's getting, you know, pretty close. The trucks are about two races short by the time they get to Gateway at the end of August. But I know, you know, Texas will end up the Texas race they have to make up will end up being a playoff race in the fall with Cup and Xfinity. I say I know. That that makes the most sense, I will put it like that. I would be shocked if they didn't just make the fall Texas weekend a triple header to to make that happen. Um, you know, a couple other things. We have to figure out where the Eldora race is going. We have to figure out where the CTMP race is going, but all in due time, as they say. Um, long story short, though, we have racing at least figured out until September 1st. And. That's a positive, Randy. I don't care who you are in the room. Well, my, my question is of course, the
2: gateway race that the trucks is having was supposed to be the first race of their playoffs. It is now race
1: 14 of the correct. regular season. So
2: now we're still going to be two races short, which means I would assume the trucks won't be able to start their playoffs at that time. That is, yes, races, that, that is correct. Because doing two extra races. That is correct. They have to the run. The playoffs
1: so. that we, we don't know exactly how this is going to look, but the truck series playoffs will start with race 17, wherever race 17 happens to be that's how the rule reads is you know that the truck series playoffs begin with the 17th race of the season it doesn't necessarily specify what location that race has to be at. so there will be a 15 at the end
2: of or 14 at the Four, end of the they'll races. have
1: 14 races okay. complete so then they make three races gateway. before
2: they can start their playoffs
1: two races Could yeah you? so okay. they have to have 15 and 16 Which and then we would start the playoffs.
2: Eldora and uh Toronto right uh well, those are the I two mean, races. Those, those Yeah, are, yes. those, those, those are the two that need to be remade. Basically, yeah, and basically
1: okay. those have gotten canceled and right. they'll get shuffled somewhere. To another check. okay, All
3: right. I mean, I, I uh, go team. Why? Why would they just not take the Eldora dirt race and bring it to Charlotte? Run it on the Charlotte dirt track. Somebody want to explain it? That?
1: Uh, I that say think COVID-19? that's a whole bi- Well yeah number one cases are fans anyway well so we're all here my my response to that is i have a feeling that's some sort of a business you know i i i'm certain just from the limited business knowledge that i have and tom you can probably speak more to this the the snag with eldora and with ctmp is those are two independently owned racetracks so in order to help make up for the fact that they're now not having a race, there's going to have to be some sort of agreement made that wherever these races get reassigned to, the original tracks, Eldora and CTMP, are going to have to get some sort of a cut of the you know the TV money that would come out of these two new tracks to make it worthwhile. Whether it goes to a NASCAR track or a Speedway Motorsports-owned track, you've got to still... You've got to still get something back to the originally scheduled venues, otherwise you're going to run people out of business.
3: I don't know. I mean, I have no idea how the TV contracts set up. Um, I, I makes mean, sense. But that's that's that is what I would call formality. You can mm-hmm. work all that out. You're tr- you're going to put the race somewhere, right? So again, why not have a dirt race? We're trying we're trying the Daytona Road Course for the first time. Why not try a dirt race at Charlotte for the first time? There's no fans anyway, so it's not going to be any different, and everybody's here, so nobody has to travel. Why wouldn't you just put it on the Charlotte dirt track, and let's see how that goes? Because then maybe that becomes something that can be um, continued in the future in some sort of way, perhaps. Why don't we I... just have
2: drag races at ZMAX? <laughs> Yeah. A, they have four wide right we can do four H- wide. Haley's got the Corvette. I mean there you go. So got a yeah,
3: yeah. You um, could do that. Why not? He could race Rick Hendrick. They, don't could, to, they, they still don't have to leave. Kendrick <laughs> could enter that one. They still don't yeah. have to leave.
2: They're here. So why not? I mean yeah. I
3: just again I, I that just seems too simple to me. I don't. I'm sure there's reasons I don't know about why that would happen, but I I think the idea of a truck dirt race. Is something
2: everybody looks forward to. Uh huh. That's, that's the one race on the schedule that I was sad to actually see go. I was yeah. Like, no, we
3: I mean, can't So, so you move the All Star race to Bristol, where it's supposed to be at Charlotte. So why yeah. wouldn't you? I mean, I, I just. I think somebody needs to start that campaign. Put the put the Eldora uh, dig on the well, dirt they've track. They've been listening so far. And then Toronto is a
1: road course. So... I think you're going to see them at the Roval at Charlotte in order to make up that race. Yeah, I, okay. I really do. There I've, you go. I have heard that rumor in the industry for the better part of two months now. Here's an idea. On that week... Put them
3: at the dirt track one night and the roval the next. Ooh, hey, I we're just getting, we're, the problem.
1: We're getting way too smart for our own good on this show. If they did that, oh, I would, I would lose Can my mind. Those two races would have to be in the playoffs, though. At that point, because they, we're and talking they about a be. Yes, how much so, fun would
2: that be? I, I'm just saying. I mean, well, I, it would be cool, but you know, I'm saying let's just, make it happen. Move some things let's around. Let's
1: see I'm I I gotta look here real quick and figure out exactly I'm trying to remember when the the cup race on the Roval. It's like October twelfth or something scheduled. Yeah, so it's, let's it's the uh, first or second week of October. Is it the I week think. before Talladega? I, no, it's think? the week after Talladega. So that would make the playoffs in theory Bristol, Las Vegas, Talladega, round one. Charlotte Dirt, Charlotte Road Course, Martinsville round two. Actually, no, no. Bristol may end up getting bumped out of the playoffs just by the way they're having to reshuffle everything because the Texas race would land the week before Martinsville. So that's going to end up, if they reassign it to the, to you know, they don't want standalone races. So if they reassign the one Texas race that they still have to make up for the trucks um, to... The fall weekend where Cup and Xfinity are, that would de facto make that a playoff race because it's the week before Martinsville, which okay. is the last race before Phoenix. So that would move Bristol up and actually make it race either 15 or 16 at that for point. For the trucks? For the trucks, yes. Oh, well, fine. Yes, for the trucks. Um, so I, th- I think what you're going to end up seeing, and this is if Tom's theory works, which would be crazy, but it would be awesome. Uh, if Tom's theory were to work, then that would make Vegas, Charlotte, dirt, Charlotte Roval round one, Talladega, Martinsville, <laughs> Texas round two, and then Phoenix as the championship race. Wow, so
2: you know what though? If you're going to crown a champion, that would be the ultimate way to do it is every single right? discipline.
1: That's in, that's literally
2: every a, discipline. I think that's what makes an Orca it's champion. An great. Inter,
1: it's an intermediate track, a dirt track, a road course, a, a a super Sup- speedway, right? pl- I started to say restrictor plate track and stopped myself. A short track, and a one-mile track. Bingo. Huh. See,
2: I think that's what makes the ARCA series such a unique champion, is because you actually have to learn every discipline on the ARCA yes. schedule in order to, yes. to be able to do good. So Agreed. I, I, I think it would be the perfect way to end the season, is to make sure you you know are, are good at every single discipline on the circuit. So. It'd be awesome. But if, I, you're champion.
4: But if you were a Bristol, you don't mind that, do you? Because... You got some this, extra races awarded to you on the cup side. You got the all-star race right. awarded to you, so you're getting money out of that. And then you had a couple extra races there when they came back out of the COVID thing. So if you're Bristol just missing the one truck race being in the playoffs, do you really mind it getting any extra so. races?
1: Personally, I don't think so. I, and honestly, Melick, this is a year you you've seen it from being inside at Levine Family Racing. And for those who don't know, uh, Melick is the interior specialist. Uh, interior teardown. Interior yeah. teardown. Sorry, yeah. I. I always screw that. Up. I'm close. He's still and a specialist. Close. Yeah, I'm still a specialist. Yeah, you're still a specialist. So I I was half right. Um and you've seen it though from being inside Levine family racing. This season has been all about a level of collaboration, a level of working together to for the good of the sport, the likes of which I don't know that we've ever seen before. And I don't want to say I don't think we'll ever see again because, good grief, I hope we continue to see this kind of collaboration because, really, it's what this sport needs
4: yeah. more of. I agree. I exactly like you said, everybody is coming together and doing exactly what it takes to make this happen, whether it's at working uh, weird hours because you have to because you can't have everybody at the shop or weird travel or having to work more hours at the shop to get two cars ready during the week. Everybody has stepped mm-hmm. up. And work together to make this happen, so everybody can have a job and everybody can succeed in this sport and stay around for many, many, many
1: years. And everybody's been willing to try stuff that would normally exactly. have been looked at as that's exactly. kind of crazy. And yet, as Randy and and you know, Eve, you know, all of us really alluded to earlier, it, a lot of this stuff that we thought was weird has actually worked this year, well, and that's, that's what been saying. what's so cool about it
3: you know you try to you try to make lemonade out of lemons and this mm-hmm. year has been the biggest lemon i've ever seen in my life so yeah absolutely we've, we've had uh, we made
1: some pretty good lemonade out some, of it so exactly. far yeah we have very tasty and we've lemonade. had some awesome races
2: too yeah. we um. should try to just not do the schedule like not announce the 2021 schedule <laughs> and just do it by this week we're going to all right let's
1: go up heaven, let's go. Come on. Look, like I saw it. We have a wheel yeah. back here. We could just spin the wheel and it's decide got, what track we're it's going It's got, like, through. what, eight channels
2: or eight, uh, eight dividers on it? Ta- we yeah. can just put eight tracks on there them, and yeah. spin it wherever that lands. That's where we're going.
1: I hate to be, I, although Melick would probably look at that and go, the shop guys will kill you. Yeah, it'd
4: be tough on us. We'd be like, all
1: right, so what are we setting up for? Oh, we know three hours before we have to put in the trailer now.
3: <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's like I, oh saw, boy. The, I yeah. saw the 2021 New York Mets baseball schedule yeah. announced earlier today. We got Yeah, we got to oh, take a break. Take we'll a be break. back.
1: The Wisconsin kid that finished fourth in the uh, Super Seal Slinger Nationals last night as this show's airing live. So Wednesday night, if you're watching it on uh, uh, or watching or listening on demand. Um, Derek Kraus reminds me that we should say a, a nod and a congratulations to Ty Majeski for winning the Super Seal Slinger Nationals for Super Late. Congratulations, Ty. Todd, t- Todd, Tom just nodded for Ty. Wow. Okay, Correct, Jason. Were, That's what I did. You are correct. All right. You brought that on uh, yourself, Yeah, sorry. I did. Sorry. Welcome, <laughs> back to motor- welcome back to Motorsports Madness. He got the name of the Mike race computer. right, but he did not get his own name right. <laughs> 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 All right. <Jacob's, laughs> Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Randy Miller, James Mellick. We're going crazy and talking racing. No, not meantime,
2: we. You. <laughs> We've been there for about five years. Welcome, <laughs> to, <wait> to, the, <laughs> welcome to the train. <laughs> That's why
3: <laughs> this is called Motorsports Madness.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Glad you could stop in. Yeah, we still have... Kale Thomas coming up, joining us in the second half of the show. So very much looking as long forward as to that. As he hasn't heard the first yeah. half.
3: <laughs> maybe, yeah, well, maybe, that's true. He we'll may have see. decided to go to Burger King <laughs> or
1: something. Anyhow, um, continuing to talk a little, uh, a little NASCAR and some other things. I do want to take just a second yeah. and look back on the uh, the Indy Road Course from last weekend because, oh my gosh, uh, Ex- dear Xfinity series, yes, <laughs> yeah, yes, that, more I mean, of that, please.
3: I. I've, the the only thing I can think about after the Xfinity race on Saturday is all those snobby IndyCar fans who, who just don't like the taxi cabs. Uh, and, you know, just the thought of NASCAR racing in Indy still makes their blood boil. Uh, and they got blown off the stage by the B team. You know, they, uh-huh. it, I mean, and it wasn't even close. Uh, I mean, it, and, and look, I, I'm not, I don't, it's, It is what it is. The IndyCar series never puts on a good race on that road course. And I was shocked that the Xfinity cars did. And I think what it shows is that that series right now is clearly the top of the heap in terms of excitement in NASCARs out of the three NASCAR national series. And I can't believe I'm saying that because I'm normally a a truck, truck, truck man, as the local commercial likes to talk about here. Um, You know, but it's this is the Xfinity series has been crazy for the last two years. And this year that race. Had everything in the last ten laps that you would want in a race. It had it had beating. It had banging.
1: It had three five cars. Wide. Five cars within one second with two to go, and Chase Briscoe yeah. Brisco passed three wide for the lead. Like well, that's, that's what I'm saying. You can't it, script, it had, Hollywood. Can't script that. Had everything
3: you'd want. Um, and Chase Briscoe, Randy, just he, I said it on Monday. He's like a Timex watch. He just takes a licking and keeps on ticking. You're not gonna stop him. He gets down early almost every race. Something happens. And he gets behind, and he comes right back and wins. It's incredible. It's I mean, He's yeah. just done a great – that team's – it's just been – it's one of those years. He said he wanted eight wins. He's already got five, and we're not even barely into July. That's true. We like, had,
4: sorry, ahead. Like you okay. just said, it, um, him as a driver stepped up, and then at the same time, that shows the power of that team. I mean, they're coming yeah. – they're already overcoming yeah. this adversity Early into the season, so that's only going to make him stronger late in the playoffs when yeah. it really gets tough. Yeah. So. Noah,
2: Noah was on the show, was on the inside pass on Tuesday, and he, even he couldn't describe the the last three laps of the race. He you know because it was such an exhilarating and you know even he talked about how how cool it was to just be there and see the indie cars and just the atmosphere of being there. You know, obviously some fans were there, but yeah. just being able for, you, to hear him describe what he saw in the car in the last two laps of the race was mm-hmm. just made you just want to relive it all over again because he was so like you know.
1: I don't know what happened, but she's supposed to go on the race. <laughs> it was like, surreal watching it, it really even was. on television. You know? Like I'm, si- I'm sitting there with about five to go, watching these guys compress together like an accordion, and watching, you know, then it was AJ, then it was Chase, Justin Haley got up there. Um yeah, it, got like in in meant, there? Yeah. Well, Cindric, yeah. Cindric was Cendric in there. was very it, it,
3: aggressive. It broke his car, being aggressive. It was, but that's all part I'm of sitting, the drama.
1: I'm sitting here going... How, but you can't, but they just did, but what? <laughs> it was like, watching, that was literally my reaction.
3: It was literally like watching a short track race, a super speedway race and, and the road course race all combined into one for 10 laps. That's what
2: happens if Bowman Gray was a road course? <laughs> Look, you know, I mean, I it, mean it, it was, honesty. it was
3: just amazing. Honestly, I, I was, uh, it was a great race all the way through too. I don't want to hmm. make it sound like only the last 10 laps were good. Um, but I, I, I just think that series right now, the package is really good on those cars. Uh, And you got you got a bunch of drivers in that series that are just very aggressive, hungry. too. Um, And yeah, I mean, they're just um, it's fun to watch every week. Uh, And those guys, honestly, I think proved that, um, you know, they can put on a good show anywhere. I mean, it was absolutely
1: no, it was great. And.
3: And I don't want to make the IndyCar race sound terrible. I mean, but it just, it's one of those where you always know it's going to come down to strategy because there's just not going to be side by side battles. And, and, uh, I mean, were it not for a late race caution, we might have a different winner. But I think, honestly, I mean, it, it, that's kind of what you, that's all you can hope for with the Indy cars on that course. The is, Scott
1: Dixon series, you
3: know, a, a suspend. Uh, right the now, suspense it is. is all on the strategy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there again, Dixon is just hot
1: right now. Two for two oh, yeah. to open the yeah. Like and and you and I both know, Tom, that Dixon, you know, normally his four of his five championships, he made a run late in the year. Yes, he got I, behind early. The fact that he's starting off this good should be really scary for the rest of the series because if he just keeps getting better oh well remember though normally we have a lot of
3: races before well not necessarily for the indy road course but before texas you know yeah. we, the, the schedule is so different we just happened to start at two tracks where dixon was good well you know, i mean I, except he wasn't Pete, traditionally so sure
1: really really good at the indy road course because he's been the bridesmaid well, no for i'm years. saying he was good this time
3: and I, and i'm not I, I don't know if we start at St Pete if Dixon goes out and does what okay you know I got what I'm saying I so if that. we run the regular schedule um but it's just it that's the way it's worked out it's pretty uh it was pretty unbelievable to be honest
1: uh, as yeah. you know, we had Joel Sebastianelli on a couple weeks ago talking IndyCar with us and as he said to me over the phone earlier this week, uh, my prediction of Scott Dixon catching uh, catching AJ for the most wins in IndyCar doesn't seem so far fetched now, does it? Because he's on pace to win 14 races right now.
3: Yeah, I don't. I I mean, obviously.
1: And let's be real; he's not going to run the table. No, the averages ju- is going to catch up. Yeah, with you eventually. oh, it, it will eventually. We've still got
3: the Indy 500 coming up.
1: The, Isn't I, that funny to say? Well, what's July, yeah? What's crazy? What's crazy is I this. This, I think, could be Scott's best shot at winning a second Indy 500. He's not really been in contention for many of them since his first one in 2008. But I, I the way he's running right now, I I would easily put him in my top two or three as drivers that could, you know, could win the Indianapolis 500. In It'll August. be
3: interesting to say the least.
1: That's the other thing that was interesting about the NASCAR schedule release and something that uh, undoubtedly I'm sure NBC will be working towards is at least the way it is right now. The back half of the Indianapolis 500 with its current start time would go head-to-head with the start of the NASCAR race at Dover, the second race at Dover on NBCSN, and I am certain that NBC Sports is going to be wanting to alleviate that, like Um, soon.
3: (laughs) Well, yeah, but of course, I mean, you don't, you don't have any I'm choice. Yeah, well, it's just cuz the my, 500 is when it is.
1: Uh, well, you know? no, I'm I would be willing to bet that there that you'll see the start time for the Indy 500 get moved up if, as no, long as there's a way to do so. If there is. We'll I see. I mean,
3: it's kind of one of those things that you you're not it, we talked about this before. You're you're going to have even with the um you know, with the Saturday night short track schedules, you're going to have times when tracks overlap that don't normally because there's only so many weekends of racing available oh no agree so but agreed. it's the same deal i mean um i you know dover i i don't want to ma- i don't want to be negative toward dover but th- that that way i know i know that wouldn't be a choice for me i'm watching the
1: 500 oh of course well <laughs> yeah. that, and and see that's the thing this that the dover ratings should be, awful. Yeah, <laughs> it'd, it'd be it'd a awful test, test of loyalty if you, yeah. if you have to go dead ahead against the indianapolis 500 yeah. every every race fan i know in this country and you know even you know many that are just you know, casual at best, Yeah, you're watching the Indianapolis 500. That's I just mean, how
3: it is. You almost think about, I mean, w- you think about changing the NASCAR Cup date, running it the day before or something like that. Well, you like can't that. run I mean, it the day know.
1: before because it's already a double. Oh, that's, true. that's right. Yeah, It's a double. It basically I You're, you're just going to have right to move the start. I think you're just going to have to move the start of the Indy 500 up that day. Well, what know? time and is it scheduled to start? I think it's scheduled for a 2.30 start right now. Oh well that's crazy. Which is,
3: started it at, started at it at noon. Eleven yeah. thirty or noon
1: and, and rock and roll.
3: Yeah, make it noon. Why would you start it at two thirty? I mean, especially August in Indianapolis Ooh, for crying out loud. Yeah. So the earlier
1: you
2: started oh my the better, okay. I don't know why no, they would. None of the drivers are going to make it out of Texas alive anyway because they're going to burn to death when they get there anyway. So it's Whew. fine. It's be, uh, wow. <laughs> uh, I mean, come on. It's been 103 for the last four days in Texas. So yeah, the no cars doubt. are going to melt, and then you won't have to worry about anybody because there will be a uh, heaping <laughs> bowl of soup when they get it done <laughs> anyway. So. Yeah. It, is,
3: uh, it is It is going to be. I mean, that's and again, there's nothing you can do about it. But didn't
4: right. they do something to those Indy cars there with the cooling for the drivers to try to keep them cool? Because I've complained the last two races it has been so hot. Um, I thought I read something online saying they were trying to help cool them.
3: Well, you can you can have all the the cooling aids that you want, but one hundred and three is one hundred and three. Exactly. Well, no, I'm just
4: saying it was so hot on the drivers yeah. with yeah, that wind with that windscreen. They're trying like to find a way to the cool oven. them. <laughs> Um, I just I didn't know if that if you guys they, saw it.
3: Well, they, they, there's only so much they can do though because they don't have the room in the cockpit of an Indy car that they have in a, in a NASCAR stock car where you can put the big you know most cooling of their, units or whatever. Well, most so. of their
4: cooling units are inside the pods. Yeah, <clears throat> the side so. pods are where the radiator set. And that's where the cool air goes in through and that's where they usually set the driver comfort stuff, then run it up behind them.
2: Yeah. So, so I don't know. <clears throat> trust me, it's still ninety three oh. at midnight, so I don't think this is a great time to run that race at oh. all in Texas because it's gonna be hot no matter what time but of day you decide yeah. to run it. But but that's oh. what I'm saying, the earlier the better. Yeah, the earlier the better. And in
3: the Indy five hundred people tune in whenever they start it. I mean it's exactly that, you know? it,
1: yeah. it it doesn't matter when you you just have to tell people, hey, this is when they're starting it and the eyeballs will be there.
3: I mean to me that would make more sense because then you create an Indy NASCAR double header on Absolutely. NBC, and why would and why would that be a bad I think the idea?
1: cup race is on SN. Yeah, well, either so. way, Still yes. family. Even, Even still, right. though, I mean, Great if
2: ratings, if the ratings for NASCAR had been so good with them starting at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, why would you move the NASCAR race? Because you know that's when the—I mean, obviously, they picked the prime time for, for NASCAR yeah, the coverage. Yeah,
1: so the NASCAR race starts at 4. The IndyCar so race starts for, at 2.30, which is why I'm saying yeah, the back half yeah. of the Indy 500 would go against the start of the NASCAR race, which is why I think it— Well, it could be,
3: be more than the back half, yeah, depending, depending on right. whatever happens. Which, so yeah, I, you I got to start that thing at, at noon. You, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you really
1: do. You you want it you want the five hundred to be over before NASCAR even comes close to taking the green flag yep. at Dover. Yep. For sure. Just yep. like on Memorial Day weekend with the six hundred. You exactly. build in enough time to get done, yep. you have dinner, and then you watch a NASCAR Correct. race. That's how this works.
2: Yep. You See? can always
1: time it where the checkered flag
2: of the five hundred is the green flag of the Dover race.
1: I don't know that they're that good, <laughs> but Boy, if, if 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 Sam floods that good, I I, I, I want to know because
3: <laughs> just, just trying to think about how that would even work. But it's it's
2: I the, can't. So that's, even called, begin. that's called That's uh, called what is it? Synchronicity or whatever. It the is. Indy- synchronicity. Yeah, the flagger ha-
3: ha- the checkered and the green. that way it's, <laughs> yeah, it's like
2: well, let's go live via satellite yeah. to, to Dover, where the green flag just came out, and Indy, it will start the uh, NASCAR race with a standing start. Yeah, there you go. <laughs>
3: go. <laughs> <laughs> go make haste. Instead of uh drivers start your engines, it'll just be uh drivers go. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody will go Bring from 30
2: 35th 30 to 1st in 2.2 seconds. Yeah. Something
3: anyway, like, well, that, that speak, should be Oh, that, that's yeah. Something Speaking. I got to be I th- would think they'd
2: after.
1: Randy guess. just said, Randy just said 35th to 1st. Fir- thir- no, I didn't. I said 35th to 1st. That's what
2: I said. Not any, whatever combination that you Remort. just came up with. That's <laughs>
1: Thirty-fifth to first. Thirty-fifth to first. There you go. There we go. In two point two seconds. And And it made me. Well, it made me think of a different discipline that also had some news this week that we need to get to, but I'm going to wait till the next segment because it'll fill up the shorty segment coming up and give us Not a, a momentary tongue-tied. talking yeah 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 i know well, well we'll survive it'll give us a momentary talking point because i was rather shocked with that particular news on monday however before we do that we have to do some business with america otherwise Melick will start throwing things and i would much rather keep my head firmly attached to its shoulders that might help so <laughs> we're gonna step aside have more motorsports madness coming up in just a couple of minutes don't go anywhere
8: This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ag Council.
0: Hi, this is Ty Angram, and you're listening to The Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a Better Life, Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Randy Miller. With Red, James Mellick producing and punching buttons and keeping this thing going for us, and I alluded in our last segment that we had some uh, well, Randy brought up the whole 35th to 1st in 2.2 seconds thing. (laughs) (laughs) And it made me think of drag racing, which is where the news came in Monday night that just totally knocked me sideways when I realized it was actually happening, but John Force Racing will not be part of the NHRA restart this weekend in Lucas Oil Raceway, and I can't even like i can't wrap my head around that i just can't
3: well um the reason stated was covid concerns
1: did you see that because i didn't see any specific reason stated at at, at least well, at that the was time.
3: the that was basically what i was seeing in the announcements was okay. it was related to covid concerns now you know i mean <laughs> you can go anywhere you want with that
1: but mm-hmm. that's uh I mean John's not exactly a spring chicken anymore,
3: well, no, but the the there are other drivers in his stable that are not quite of that age of concern, mm-hmm. if I could put it that way, but uh, yeah, interesting stuff well. The, the we'll have to see where this goes because there were a lot there, there was some talk i saw that uh maybe some sponsor issues
1: i've heard see that's um, what i've heard is that there were a, you know a lot of sponsor dollars suspended because of the pandemic that yeah. has made it you know john can only reach into his pocket so far
3: yep so um not really sure what uh where to go with that but uh it's really a shame because obviously there are a lot of great personalities in the nhra for sure and it will still be an exciting event but uh boy oh boy i mean that's it's it's just hard to imagine uh an event without john force and his entire team i know well
1: yeah we've had events without john before because he's been injured but that's why an event without any john force cars is like I, I, I just can't. Yep. By the way, as we're going to break, the NASCAR Xfinity Series Twitter account just asked, does a Thursday night race mean it's officially the weekend? Randy, yes or no?
2: Yes, of course it does. Yes, Anytime it's Tom? racing, is a weekend. Sure, why not?
1: I say I'm yes. What I'm like... for
2: a four-day weekend.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's weekend. <laughs> all right, <laughs> all it all is the weekend, weekend, starting with this show. We'll take a break. The second half rolls up in just a couple of minutes. Be right back.
0: How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Randy Miller, with James Mellick, producing our show tonight. And I have already had to be rebooted once tonight by our friends at My Computer Career. And, well, if you either want to fix me or just learn how to have a career or a second career, Tom, we we know those people. They can help out with that.
3: We do know them, and they can help if you're looking for either a first career or maybe you're looking to change careers, and a lot of people right now, because of everything that's going on in the world, are either out of a job or they're looking to change jobs. MyComputerCareer.edu is an IT training school. They have seven campuses across the country, but right now, uh, the best opportunity is to learn online. You can go to their website, mycomputercareer.edu. You can take a free career evaluation. If you decide that you want to pursue a career in IT, then My Computer Career has financial aid available if you qualify, including the GI Bill. And they actually allow you. You can you can take. The, uh, you can do the training online one to two days a week. That's it. And in as little as four months, you could be ready for your new career in IT. There are a couple of million, at least, jobs open right now in that field because the demand uh, for Uh, employment exceeds the number of people who are properly trained for those jobs right now. And when you're ready to go in your new position, my computer career works with hundreds of employers to get you placed. So you cannot lose here and you don't have to be great at math and science. It is not rocket science. It is my computer career and uh, they are an excellent place to just get training for a better life. I mean, that's really the best I can say. And uh, again, everything's online, so you don't have to uh, go to campus right now. Uh, you can do it online one to two days a week and uh, be ready in as little as four months. MyComputerCareer.edu. And again, we thank them for their support. And we're going to have one of their uh, race cars, uh, the driver of that race car, on an upcoming Lead Lap show. Um, Jarek Johnson is going to be uh, our guest um, in a few weeks on the uh, Lead Lap Radio show that we do on Race Chaser Media. So uh, keep your eye. Search Race Chaser Radio on your favorite podcast platform. You'll get all of our
1: shows. We've got a whole nother half of this show. And yes, coming we do. up in our next segment, we're going to be joined by sprint car racer Cale Thomas. I can't you wait will for not this. want to miss this. Be right back. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, inspired by edu. training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Randy Miller, James Mellick is still producing and got us back in time to now go to the strutmasters.com hotline where we will be joined by our special guest for the second half of this show from Fairland, Indiana, sprint car driver who uh, has a pretty pretty substantial story to tell and uh, I'll kind of cue it off in a minute but kale thomas first off glad to have you joining us and uh, you know really been looking forward to this i know we've been trying to put it together here for for a week or so but glad to have you on
9: hey thanks for having me
1: well we appreciate it and uh, certainly looking forward to uh, this next little bit we've got you uh, got you with us here on the show and for those who don't know you uh, you have been racing sprint cars for several years now, and we kind of told the story in uh, the April issue of Speedsport Magazine, but I know a lot of our listeners probably did not get a chance to read that, so we'll circle back to the beginning to Kale Thomas being a teenager, and about four years ago, actually, <laughs> th- this, is, this is how crazy the madness is, four years ago tonight a sprint car crash in Ohio literally changing the course of your entire life.
9: Yeah. Yes, sir. Four years ago today, I was in uh, Chillicothe, Ohio and yeah, it changed my life forever.
1: Wow. Take us back to, you know, to where Cale Thomas was going into that night. I mean, you were, you were still pretty fresh faced in the four tens at that point, I know, and just kind of trying to find your footing. It felt like.
9: Yeah, I was, 18 years old, driving a 410 sprint car, 900 horsepower, you know, race car, open wheel, and, uh, you know, had two years under my belt. I started when I was 16, and, yeah, I was just still getting acquainted with sprint car racing and stuff, and, um, yeah, and then had a accident where I hit some bumps on the racetrack, and they had no walls in 1 and 2, and get up on the flat of the off the racetrack, and they had concrete barriers and destroyed those and went through those and over those wow. and down a hill and basically across another road and into, you know, a grass area and
3: good night. Uh,
9: you know. Got to me and kept repeating myself, not knowing where I was, and you know, they called the helicopter.
1: I know what i you talked about it just a little bit there at the end i mean what what do you remember in those moments leading up to the crash and then and then you know after the crash i know when when you and i talked about it about this a couple months ago i was i was admittedly surprised how much how much of what happened that you actually remember from from that night
9: yeah just i remember the last person i talked to before i got in the race car and then i feel like i remember bits and pieces of being in the car when they got to me in the crash scene. But really, I mean, I can't recall anything. And um, basically, when I started getting memories back or when I started getting coherent was when I was in the hospital about four hours later.
1: So they took you to the hospital. And at that point, it seemed like, you you, you know, you walk away, you escape, you know, what was a really harrowing accident because it didn't seem like, you know, other than, other than, you know, concussion and, and some, some smaller things, it seemed like you got out of this, you know, virtually okay. And then you get home and you're home for a couple of weeks. And then the next, the, the next big hit, for lack of a better term, kind of life throws one at you.
9: Yeah. Uh, so the hospital did some scans on me and, um, didn't find anything besides, you know, a concussion. Um, they were scared of internal bleeding and stuff like that, but got cleared uh, went home for a couple weeks and uh, got called into the living room by my mother and she was, she got a letter and started reading off a letter talking about my stay at the hospital and uh, went on and it said on blah 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 scan we found a mask on your right kidney. Ooh. we believe it's renal cell carcinoma, kidney cancer, and um, you know its those moments is you know you can't even explain how you feel at that moment and a month later we get it checked out and it was indeed renal cell carcinoma kidney cancer
1: and at 18 years old i i, I can't even begin to imagine you know the range of emotions you know from surviving a sprint car crash that arguably should have killed you you know I, i'm sure there's a couple of moments there whereas a, as a you know as a teenager you you probably have that moment of hey i you know i survived this i got to be you know somewhat all right here and then you know the cancer diagnosis uh, like i said I, I can't even begin to imagine what goes through your head at that point as young as you were
9: Mm-hmm. yeah this this type of cancer i have is usually found in you know 60 year olds or you know around that age and then uh so i was the one percent of that and then um there's three different types of renal cell carcinoma and i had the rarest form of that mm. so i was like the one percent of the one percent who drives a race car for a living, so pretty wow. crazy.
1: Did, did you think your career was over at that point, Kale? I mean, it, looking back on it?
9: I knew racing wasn't the most important, important part of my life at that moment. Um, it definitely threw, um, you know, a different way of looking at life and stuff for me.
3: I mean, it's almost you know sometimes you look at things and of course you know hindsight's always 2020 20, kale and and it, it it it's almost as if you know god kind of had you in that moment so that that scan gets done so that they find the cancer so that you could then begin treatment because otherwise i mean how would you have known it? What I you wonder, I mean, how long would it have been before you realized you had an issue? Had that accident not happened? It's kind of a, it's an unbelievable scenario, really.
8: Mm-hmm.
9: Yeah. It's a, it's a blessing in disguise. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you can say that, um, you know, the wreck was, you know, meant to be. And if it wasn't, then when I would have realized something was wrong, you know, and got symptoms, it's, you know, usually more or less too late or, you know, not looking good for me in terms of treatment and the stages of what, you know, what the cancer is. So luckily that October I was allowed to, you know, you know, make a decision, um, had to sign something off where if he got in there and was doing the surgery on me, he could take my whole kidney. Luckily he got in there. He only took 10% of my kidney Ooh. where the tumor was and, um, you know, probably one of the worst pains of my life. I, I, uh, continued and got pretty sick afterwards and lost a lot of weight. And, uh, you know, I didn't start feeling better until that January. And at that moment is when I felt like that it was a blessing from God and I wanted to work on myself, um, both through God and through, um, you know, I wanted to work out again and, you know, and then some. And I wanted to be better when I got back in a race car, because how can you be scared or worried about something when it was the best thing that's ever happened to your life?
3: I mean, the amazing thing is, Jacob, it sounds like as serious as the wreck was for him to walk out of that crash without way worse injury than Mm -hmm. what he had, right? And then you discover this. I mean... It was almost like God protected him in the crash so, so that, that—
1: yeah, ultimately so yes. that they could have the scans and the cancer would yes. be discovered. Uh, again, it's all—you know, it, it, all, you know, you talk about parts of a is. much bigger plan, and that was something that stuck Golly. out to me, uh, Kale, from the very first interview that you and I did uh, back earlier this year. We've got less than a minute left in this segment, so we're going to keep Kale. On the phone line and uh, continue with him in our next segment. But uh, if if you're just joining us, you're not going to uh, want to go anywhere certainly. And if you've got uh, some friends that uh, may not be listening, you're going to want to tell them to dial up uh, Race Chaser Radio and listen to this as well. Because as Tom said, it's a testimony. It's a story that uh, just so many different facets to this. Mm. And uh, you know, I've I've told a lot of people that Kale is is you know one of the not just one of the more intriguing but one of the one of the coolest you know people in sprint car racing that I've gotten to know Amen. over the past year or so and just you know really appreciate him taking some time on this show to talk with us and share his story tonight. We are going to step aside when we return even more motorsports madness powered by mycomputercareer.edu so don't go anywhere. We continue on in just a couple of minutes. Be right back.
3: You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at HMSMotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent
0: you. Hi, this is John Androsik of Five for Fighting, here for Rad, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road... It becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk.
5: A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters and the Ad Council.
8: Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: Just throwing the nugget out there, by the way, uh, Chandler Smith making his uh, truck series debut on a quote-unquote big track this weekend. He'll run Kentucky Saturday for Kyle Busch Motorsports. Yes, so There's our, there's our fun. nugget of coming back from break. Uh, however, uh, we have a lot more to talk about with our guest on the Strutmasters.com hotline. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Randy Miller, James Mellick in the WSIC studios in Statesville, North Carolina. Cale Thomas, sprint car driver. uh from Indiana, joining us on the phone line right now. And uh, for those who may not have been with us in our last segment, Kale, a sprint car crash survivor of about four years ago at Atomic Speedway, a cancer survivor, Kale, at you know eighteen, nineteen years old, and you you started to allude to it a little bit uh, at the end of the last segment, but it seemed like you know after the you know not just after the diagnosis, but after working as hard as you did to ultimately you know, win your cancer fight. That pushed you even harder when you got back behind the wheel, didn't it?
9: Yeah, yeah. And it made me you know, want to do the things outside of the race car that you have to do before you get back in the race car. And, and those things consisted of, you know, I went to church more on Sundays and started working out more through the week, um, through that January and February period. And uh, you know, I'll just get right into more of the I feel like, you know, the destiny, you know, that, you know, trials that God put me through was, you know, I was working out one Monday through Friday. I decided on a Saturday to head to the gym. I live in a pretty big community, um well I work out in a big, pretty big community close to my church and I go into the locker room and my pastor's in there and I said, Hey Gary and Introduced myself, and he said, "Oh hey," and uh, "Do you work out?" is what he asked me, and I said, "I mean, wait." He asked me if I worked out for sports and stuff, and I said, "Yeah, I put. I uh, actually drive race cars." And he said, "Oh wow." He said, "Have you had any bad wrecks?" And I told him my testimony, and he said, "Wow, that's crazy." I there's a group of adult age uh, college kids that um, meet up. Every Wednesday, I think you should start going to it, and uh, I did start going to it and went the whole rest of the year, and at the end of the year there, they were talking about um, going on a mission trip through a program that works through our church called Rafa House, now called Rafa International, and um, I really wanted to go. I felt like I've always wanted to go on a mission trip, and this one really hit home because Of, you know, them helping girls who are less fortunate going through these, um, you know, bad situations with sex trafficking. And, um, you know, that March, in the spring, I went halfway across the world, all because of a wreck I had in a sprint car.
3: That's pretty incredible. I mean, it's almost... It's almost a story that you have to really sort of let process for a I, while I, to get your head on it. That's amazing. I had to.
1: Like I, he, you know, I, have heard it a few times. I've heard it a few times from him, and I, and I tell people, you know, every time it's still, it still hits me like, you know, this is so much bigger. And, and, and I imagine Kale that you, you know, you feel that even now. Like how much bigger this is than just, you know. Your crash the night that it started. I mean, this you know, this really has become something that is you know so much bigger than just any one person, than just you, than just a racing career. It's really, it's remarkable.
8: hmm
9: Yeah. I mean, being able to go over there and uh, you know, experiencing what the girls are going through, um, what they are growing from, and just being a part of it for the week I was over there was life-changing in the ways that you just look at the world differently, and some of the problems that you have or you face isn't as bad as
3: other people's problems that they face. Yeah, really. I mean, that's just an incredible story. My gosh.
1: Talk a little bit more um, about, you know, what's now Rafa International. It was Rafa House when you first traveled with them. Talk a little bit about more about your trip and really what about what they do um, for the girls for the women that they work with
9: so um, there's obviously different ways I feel like they come in contact with these girls but they have um, you know a. don't want to use the word compound but I don't know the exact wording I should use but they have areas and buildings and um, places for the girls to live when they're going back through a transition um back into either their community or even to be on their own because we have girls that are there from five to even 18 that are there and um just to see those little girls is just so just breaks your heart just you know to know that something so ill was to happen to them um but they acquire these girls. Uh, there's two, two different um, facilities in Cambodia, one in Badabong and one in Team Reap. Um, and they basically go through, um, they, they don't have to follow God, but they definitely provide it to them. And usually they take it because, you know, of all the, because it is bound upon God this whole organization and so usually the girls um, you know have a church service on Sundays they do um, you know prayers together and uh, they um, go through vocational services to learn and have school within Rafa um, to be able to adapt back into the communities or the community that they're close to um, get used to, especially the younger girls, get used to males again um, and know that we are not trying to hurt them or do anything that is not respectful towards them. And, uh, and once they reach a point where they can go back to a family, or which it could be their family, or even just to be on their own, um, Rafa allows them to be put back in the best situation they possibly can
3: man i mean it's uh that's an amazing that must be an amazing opportunity for you you know it's it's uh as you say, so much of this is so humbling even to hear it, let alone experience it as you have that you know as 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 big as you think your problems are i mean you've been able to get a whole new perspective on how small your life is when you experience it is experience it through you know, missions working through sort of service to, to others, um, gosh, uh, and I know that you're, you're back behind the wheel and, and, you know, it's, um, your story is just incredible, Cal, and I'm just so thankful to God, Jacob, that, uh, Cal's able to get back in the seat and, and what a difference he's making through, (laughs) um, through the work that he's doing now, uh. Again, it was almost like all of this just was meant to be. But wow, what a testimony!
1: I'll give you one more too, because there, there, there's even another piece to to all of this, Kale, that I know you hadn't quite gotten to. Because after you got back from the trip, um, yeah, I know before you left, you, the the discussion was had about you know you use your platform and you you wanted to use your platform behind the wheel. And it wasn't too long after you got back from your mission trip that you picked up your first All-Star Circuit of Champions win. And that Victory Lane interview, wow, praise again, God that. That's just another one of those moments.
9: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they told all of us once we were headed home um, that we should just do what we can or do what we think to spread the word or to get people involved. Um, and Obviously having the platform I do in racing, it may not be the biggest one in racing, but definitely if I could use it and get it bigger, then I would every chance I got. And that happened when about a month later I won the All Star race and, you know, talked about what happened during the race and just being happy for myself. But then at the end I took a minute and explained what I did during the off season and that I you know, talked about what rafa house was what rafa international is and you know just telling people about it and got so many people interested talking to me and um you know i use my social media every chance i get when i see them post anything i retweet it or share it or um you know just try to strike a conversation about
1: it do you still have people now that that will strike that conversation with you
9: Uh, it's definitely lessened, um, since you know, since that year, and you know, since re, you know, since time has passed on. But definitely, uh, being able to talk about my story usually strikes up a couple. Um, obviously, I think I could work harder in that aspect for Rafa. Um, just kind of a there's it's been a different year this year. Um, Mm -hmm. I think for everybody. So um, I'm um been thinking a lot about um working with them through racing i actually was talking about at the end of the last year and you know things changed from when i moved to pennsylvania and stuff like that um being able to do because they're actually out of missouri so i was actually going to do some kind of meet and greet with my car and have other outlaw drivers there presumably if there was an outlaw race in the missouri area i just try to get people involved and to be able to go to Rafa International's um, place where they work and stuff.
1: We'll continue to talk more with Cale on the other side of this next break. And as he alluded to, he's been back behind the wheel, and we'll talk a little bit about uh, his good run recently during Comedic Gasket Ohio Sprint Speed Week with the All-Star Circuit of Champions. But we do have to slide away again real quick. So we will return to the phone lines with Cale Thomas coming up in our next segment. This is Motorsports Madness powered by My Computer Career. We'll be right back.
0: How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Hi, I'm Cody Connor, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: Hour. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Randy Miller, James Mellick still with you. We still have Cale Thomas on the strutmasters.com hotline for a couple more minutes with us. And I, I said we were going to talk about current events in our last uh, segment before we went to break, Cale. And I do want to do that because um, you mentioned it, it was kind of a rough ride through Pennsylvania. You moved out there for a couple of months at the start of the year. Things didn't go you know, really according to the way you you hoped they would. There was at least one race where you had a shot at a win and circumstances just kind of kind of didn't cooperate in the long run there. But, headed, you know, headed back home to the Midwest, uh, hopped back in the family car, and, man, did you guys ever put on a show during the uh, Ohio Speed Week opener last week.
9: Yeah, uh, Pennsylvania was, you know, experience. I wouldn't, you know, change it going out there at all for what I learned. Um, and I think it made me better coming back home to run the 91 car. And, uh, it showed, uh, running Wednesday, leading, uh, 20 out of the 25 laps. And then having a park failure, um, also led because of, um, you know, I was driving for all I had and hit the wall a couple of times. And I think it just finally ended up breaking the steering arm on it. Um, but car ended up being okay. And then, uh, and then on Friday, you know, running against the All-Stars around 50 cars and getting a fourth-place finish was, you know, really cool. Battling there with Aaron Reisel and Pat Henry and Buddy Kofor, some of the best in front car racing right now. So it um, just shows, uh, you know, that this team's a really good team. And uh, jumping back in the 91 car just showed it
1: what has the process of readjusting to the family car been like, or has there really been an adjustment? I know obviously, you know, when you're in the 91, it's just you and your dad for the most part. I mean, was that just a comfortable situation to come back to, or after you had been in Pennsylvania, was there, was there a bit of an adjustment period?
9: Yeah, I think, um, since I've been doing it so long, it's almost natural. Um, you just get right back in the swing of things, of how you used to do things. And, uh, I think that's just where the comfortability and humility come from. Um, you know, that was second quick um, on Wednesday and won the heat race and led the feature event. And then on Friday, fastest in hot laps uh, qualified around 10th and uh, won the heat race in fourth. And, you know, was up front battling contending for a win. I uh, definitely think I, would have been even closer to a win if it wasn't for some controversy with a lap bar spinning out in front of me and still being able to um, keep going and um,
1: not wrecking. How did you manage to... That, that was one of the more impressive... I don't know how he did that moments that I've seen all year, but really in general, I mean, that was, you you banged wheels, you spun the car, and somehow you didn't stall it and was j- just able to manage to keep it going and really, by virtue of that, kept your spot and was able to hold, on, hold down a top five, you know, top five finish, even, you know, even though before the crash, I know you said you felt like you had a shot to win the thing.
9: Yeah, um, I, I wish he didn't spin out. Um, I don't think it affected my car, just the caution broke the momentum or the tire heat cycle i had or you know i was doing a really good job of keeping my tires under me during that long green run and i feel like everyone else's tires were getting up from out from underneath them but um yeah i wish i had the video up but i still know what exactly what happened he um you know got in some dirty hair air behind the leader when he was going to lap him and he spun out on the bottom side of the track and i have very minimal time to make a decision i honestly thought the way he was spinning out he was in a 360 and come up the racetrack and try to avoid me so i was walked into the bottom and uh when i realized he was parking it facing right towards to me i uh basically locked up the brake got it in a 90 degree angle and actually re-gassed it up basically pointing away from him going into the infield um banked my rear bumper off of his right rear and uh, had to do a little Baja racing over the little mound they have by the light post. But um, uh, went all the way around back to turn one and kept going and got my spot back. I didn't wreck or do a 360.
1: It's, wi- it's wild, isn't it, Tom? Just one of those... Mo- I-, I watched the video three or four times and I'm sitting here going, I don't know how he did
3: that. I need to go look at it because I didn't see that. It's great. Yeah,
9: plus posted it and it's on my Twitter, kelthomas Thomas
3: ninety one. I'll go look for it, yeah. Yes, for sure. No, absolutely for you should.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. No doubt. Um I know, you know, with the whole pandemic situation, the virus right now, Kale. really, you know, your schedule with the family car, um, you really don't know, you know, what races you guys are going to be able to hit. And I know certainly with uh, with it just being you and your dad, it, it kind of comes down to his work schedule and being able to work on the car and, and go to the racetrack with you. So that's really up in the air, but... Do you feel like at least you know going out and showing at uh, at Attica, hey, we're still here. We can still do this. Does that give you confidence for you know whenever the next time is that you'll be back behind the wheel that you can still go out and, and race and get it done with the best of them?
7: Oh,
9: hundred percent. I think it's just a testimony to um, um, definitely just I mean not to toot my own horn, but just me because for how um, bad I felt out in Pennsylvania, just the way people were treating me. And tell me that I wasn't good enough, but then to come back out here and race with the best, and you know, produce a good finish and good runs multiple, you know, in two times at two different racetracks is just a testimony of what I'm capable of. And, um, just need some more people to believe in me, and um, hopefully, I think a lot, I think a lot of people saw that um, from Friday.
1: I was gonna say i i can I can vouch for for people seeing that because I know I had a few a few people text me going "You wrote about this kid is he you know is he as good as he looks and, and i you know I won't hesitate to say that i'm a i I'm a believer in what you guys are capable of with the family team, and I think we you know we've seen it it's been impressive and and you know with that being said, anybody looks at the family car and and realizes that uh you, you guys are doing a lot with a little that's for sure.
9: Mm-hmm. yeah we're we're definitely uh grateful for all the sponsors and what we are able to um have but with that being said we're always welcoming um different sponsors or just different help no matter how big or small and um always willing to talk to people on how to how i can help them as well um yeah so definitely would love to grow the family team and definitely always looking for um another opportunity uh even though pennsylvania didn't work out i'm always on the lookout to um be a part of someone else's team and uh, be able to be a threat with you know in a different area or with a different car
1: last question i'll throw at you before we uh before our time with you kind of draws to a close here kale considering tonight is the the four-year anniversary of the crash if if kale today could send a message back to kale four years ago i mean what you know what what would you tell yourself, or, you know, maybe to put it in different terms, you know, what's what's the biggest change you've seen from then to now?
9: Uh, don't lose your happiness on the pursuit for more. That's what I'd tell myself. And just keep going.
3: It's a great lesson. We can translate that into Jesus is enough for those of us of faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: So, That's the amazing. second half of this show is Ugh. absolutely flown by. I, 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 it's one of those where I wish, I, I wish we had another couple of segments, but, uh, Kale, I, oh, Tom's Tom uh, got something. Oh, I just
3: want, I want to know, I want Kale to put out there. How can fans follow him?
9: Yeah, you can, um, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, Kel Thomas, or formerly, you know, Kel Thomas 91 on, you know, social media platforms that used to act. And, uh, yeah, I, I uh, keep everyone updated on my racing results, definitely on Twitter. And then, um, you know, you can follow me on for fun stuff through, like, Instagram and Snapchat and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I'm always trying to do something. I'm really into fitness and stuff. I'm wanting to bring that back once the COVID stuff uh, kind of subsides. And then, uh, yeah, I definitely post about Rafa and want to do more stuff there.
1: Well, Kale, uh, I don't just it's not just appreciative of your time on the show tonight but appreciate you being willing to uh to open up to share your story i mean i i've said it to a lot of people that it's one that's stuck with me and definitely wish you all the best for the rest of your season and look forward to seeing a lot more great things out of you guys not just on the track with the family team but really off the track. I mean that's you know that's what this comes down to is that you know there's a lot more about what Kale Thomas does and who Kale Thomas is than just what you see you know with a helmet on and and four wheels on the dirt. So and like I said wish you all the best for the season to come and uh, hopefully we'll be able to follow up with you here uh, soon you know later on down the road this year.
9: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it guys for having me
1: thanks kale that's kale thomas and uh tom i know we got a couple minutes uh before we you know get really close to the end of our show and and yeah i I, I said before that fans were going to want to tune in because this was going to be a a can't miss and and you know now you know working towards the end of the second half of this show i think you see why i mean just i i continue to be struck by it just
3: yeah um i mean just the fact that um just the fact the severity of the crash and and right the way he described that and to walk out with barely a scratch relatively speaking right you said a concussion yeah. and yeah
1: yeah concussion and some you know some bangs and bruises and stuff but like nothing, that, but nothing major
3: nothing major and, yep. and you know and then to find out you know it gosh it you know it, it's hard to explain other than divine intervention you know and and uh god's plan that's that's just it it's an amazing testimony it's very powerful and in the fact that he's able to be back racing and running up front for wins and um and and uh and then using um his opportunities for you know it really is a ministry and, and a give back i mean that's that's mm-hmm. as good as it gets
1: and you know we will we'll definitely you know as there's more racing to be had out of the 91 team later this year we will uh, make sure between our social channels and the show that we uh, help people be able to continue following kale's kale's journey and and um sure. we'll find we'll i'll find the rafa social too that we can uh deliver on the next show because i know that's you know as he's mentioned that that and what they do to try and help uh, absolutely help the girls that that they help is just something that's that's really important not just to him but really to the to the greater scope of of life in general you know yeah. just to try and help help all of them be able to have a better future
3: absolutely yep again just a a, a fine young man and, and just an amazing like i said an amazing story
1: absolutely so uh with that said we are of course looking ahead to racing this weekend and uh, in our TV overtime segment uh, we will have our picks on the NASCAR Cup Series side for what was a Saturday night race is now a Sunday race. If you're listening to this show live, uh, I hope you have your TV tuned to uh, FS1 because the Xfinity Series is racing right now in Kentucky, yeah. as a matter of fact.
3: First part of a doubleheader, and uh, we already had a crash on lap one, and uh, we had an Anthony Alfredo steering issue prior to the green and oh. uh, they got it fixed got him back out in time to start in his position and he's Already up to P seven, so fast pasta might be steamed pasta oh right boy. now inside of that Chevrolet.
1: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what: you don't just have an average finish at ten point one in your first seven Xfinity races That's and not sure. be not be good. Anthony has been really a huge bright spot to uh, to this Xfinity series this season. No I wish he, I wish, he, I think if he were running full time, it'd be even more impressive Oof. than what he's at. He, he'd be might be downright scary yep. if he were running full time. No but doubt. Uh, all that said, we do have to take one more quick break. We'll be back with more Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life, right after this. Don't go anywhere.
8: Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi,
7: this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against junk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you
1: Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by Edu. Training for a better life, Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Randy Miller, James Mellick. And that was a Jesse love that was on this side of the country, at least for a couple of days this week, getting yeah. ready for next weekend's ACA race at Iowa.
3: Yeah, um, had the chance to, you and I had the chance to have dinner with Jesse last night. It was a good time, and um, he's uh, he doing some uh, Toyota Sim time preparing for the um upcoming race and that's gonna be it'll fun be his first time at iowa
1: arca so and IndyCar. Yeah. IndyCar double header at iowa by the yes, way yes please <laughs> more Dub- the merrier yes double at road america this weekend double at iowa next weekend dear IndyCar, welcome back we yes, missed
2: you absolutely Scott Dixon wins, Scott
1: Dixon wins, Scott Dixon wins. (laughs) 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 I'm not so sure about Iowa, but um, Road America, yeah. Yeah, I'll bite on the Scott Dixon win. I think the Dixon win streak gets to at least four before somebody finally has a shot to snap it. Although, maybe Will Power wins one at at, uh, Road America. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It'll be be interesting. We we have overtime coming up for those listening live, so do not disappear because we will go to the top of the hour for our overtime segment, and uh, always fun for that. Uh, we will have our Cup Series picks for the points that I am not doing well in. <laughs> Randy's nodding because he I knows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You are doing better than you think you are, Jacob. Okay, fair enough. We can talk. If I'm doing better than I think, then that's always good news. We'll talk about that in overtime. Right now, though, however, uh, this is where the scheduled distance of our show ends so for tom randy and Melek, i'm jacob Seelman, folks keep it off the wall and uh, we'll see you next time here on the madness till we meet again
0: you've been listening to motorsports madness powered by mycomputercareer.edu training for a better life you can be an it professional in as little as four months visit mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation test today